With school back in session, many young children have set foot in the classroom for the very first time as kindergartners. To help with that transition, school districts in Multnomah County have offered an early kindergarten transition program to students who have not had preschool or have a primary language other than English. Known as the EKT program, a new five-year study found that students who participated in the three-week intervention showed higher attendance rates and early literacy skills over time. Here's Dr. Beth Tarasawa, Manager for Education Research Partnerships at the Northwest Evaluation Association, to explain. The program really aims to increase parental involvement, um, reduce chronic absenteeism, and enhance the development of early literacy skills, which are all early indicators of long-term academic success. Uh, and the program is, is designed, it's a three-week free program, so these are for in, incoming kindergartners to work with teachers to practice school routines and to gain uh, early literacy skills, but also for parents to learn how to support their children's learning uh, at home. What is the process like in terms of reaching the, the parents that you want to be involved in the EKT program? How does that look? Yeah, that's an interesting uh, piece to us. I didn't necessarily make you know, the, the headlines or was really chronicled in the study itself. But there's a lot of work in terms of who is being recruited for this program because there are limited amounts of seats. And so they definitely, PPS has been intentional in their Title I schools, but the program director, who is Nancy Haas, as well as some of her uh, colleagues, have done really structured recruitment to historically marginalized family. And I think that's uh, families in the area. And they've done this both within kind of traditional avenues like Head Start or, or preschool opportunities um, that are throughout the, the county. But they've also connected with culturally specific organizations. So here referring to ERCO or Immigrant and Refugee Community Organization. They've connected uh, to SEI or Self-Enhancement Inc., Latino Network, NAO, very, very uh, you know, influential organizations locally who have connections to families for other purposes, not just for education, but for um, housing and for employment services, immigration and refugee uh, navigation of the system. Right, so these are for us kind of by us organizations, and they've gone through these pre-existing connections to these families, uh, and they've also done the recruitment materials in numerous languages. So you know, not just Spanish, but also Somali, Russian, Vietnamese to, to speak to the families. And so because of that, the, the intervention is designed for kids who haven't had structured preschool experience, but they also tend to have kids that are much more likely to have English language, uh, not as their primary language at home, much more likely to be uh, socioeconomically disadvantaged, more likely to be male. So the, the, those kids that are historically most marginalized in, in PPS. Sounds like a great way for parents and families to plug into what's happening with their neighborhood school. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting with a lot of districts, not just PPS, but, um, you know, we, we work with a variety of folks like David Douglas, Park Rose. And, you know, this is this is not unique to PPS, of reaching families who may be skeptical or for whatever reason, you know, from their home countries may have very good reason to be skeptical of, of the system. Um, and not to mention kind of new policy uh, issues also related to immigration can be um, a barrier to getting uh, families connected. Uh, and so, you know, this, this I think, provides a, a really welcoming way to do that. There's free transportation, there's free food. Um, and so it really is an incentive to get those, those parents there. Tell me about the study. Uh, followed 459 students who participated in in the program. Uh, what do the results tell us? Yeah, so we we started tracking students in 2010. So this is a, a five-year study where we had cohorts in each year, 
Uh, and, uh, you know, it's not a complete randomized control trial. So with my researcher hat, I have to give the caveats and the limitations. Um, but we were able to match students with similar backgrounds. So we matched kids who had similar uh, free and reduced lunch rates, free English learner status, similar uh, English learner status. If we matched the male students to other male students, so we controlled for all relevant factors to have a, a matched comparison group for the students that we were looking at over time. And, you know, the exciting part was that we were seeing some preliminary results that were really uh, favorable. And so here we're trying to connect to long-term indicators. So, for example, uh, a student who cannot read at grade level by third grade is four times less likely to graduate than a child who reads proficiently at grade level by that time. So we connected DIBBLE scores, and so DIBBLE is a, a fluency measure an early learning literacy measure to monitor the development of early reading skills. And so our findings suggest that uh, EKT EKT students tend to outperform the non-EKT students indicated by the higher proportion of EKT students who met these early literacy benchmarks, and also fewer were identified as requiring intensive support. Um, So that would be one example of connecting kind of longer-term literacy both at the time of uh, finishing kindergarten, but also over several years, which really had some promising results. So the stickiness of the program, if you will, they were also much less likely to be absent than uh, non-EKT participants. And and so these are also kind of indicators of longer-term success, high school graduation rates. These are all predictors of of longer-term educational aspirations. What are sort of the key data points? We talked about signs indicating that attendance rates are improving. What else should we know about? The other thing, you know, that I think is exciting about this is is really the longer-term impact, because there's a variety of research, you know, and this is on the kind of the national scene, about preschool programs that you may have kind of those preschool programs that have some early returns. So you see in kindergarten and first and second grade that um, they're more likely to more likely to be in attendance, their uh, reading scores or proficiency levels are higher, but those can sometimes fade over time. And probably the some of the larger head start uh, evaluations have kind of mixed results in that camp. So what's neat about this is one that we're, we're talking about those students that are really most susceptible to the system, right? So we're here, we're talking about boys are less likely to uh, be at reading levels than, than girls, English language learners compared to uh, native speakers, free and reduced lunch, or, you know, proxy here for socioeconomic disadvantaged students. These are our, really some of our, our most marginalized kids in the system, and they're showing promising results, and these results lasted through third grade. Uh, we're, we're, we'll add two more cohorts this next summer um, when we do a follow-up study. So we'll have through fifth grade for, for that first cohort, um, as well as the, the last seven cohorts. And so it's exciting. Anytime you're seeing kind of even if they're relatively minor, one might argue, they're, they're kind of pushing students over that threshold of third grade reading comprehension. They're putting kids more likely to be in attendance. Um, and I think one of the big pieces here is that it's not just an intervention targeted to students. It's also their families. It's really empowering those families to, to be active agents. So even if you don't speak English as your native language, you can learn how to decode a report card just having teachers, you know, working through those with parents well before they ever see them. And it's all very positive. So it's not a phone call home because of a discipline issue or a fight at school. This is 
well before any any interaction like that happens. And so it really kind of leaves a positive imprint of the school is there and trying to equip parents to also be participants in their own uh, children's lives. I mean, it sounds like, you know, it's not just a program where the kids are coming to learn something. I mean, that's obviously happening, but this is, it's it's really about building a relationship with the parents, the families, the communities, and establishing some level of trust. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, and I think, you know, Nancy, who really, you know, is the heart of this program, at least in the PPS site, you know, she, she doesn't take any credit for this. She puts all the credit back on the parents and, you know, really being um, participatory in, in the work of their kids. And uh, for some of the families, you know, their, their first kid might go through EKT because it's the first student that they have going through the system, but often they'll enroll their uh, younger ones in, in subsequent years um, because of that, uh, because of the success from, from the first um, child. And there's also, you know, a uh, Kind of even before Facebook, you think about the social network of, of mothers and, and fathers and guardians, and uh, information can pass through a community pretty quickly. So if you've had some success with one um, population or you, you've worked with some Somali families, that information gets passed around to other families in the same apartment complex. And then you have five kids that you only had one the year before. And so I think kind of that, that trust, and, it, and I can't stress enough that really going through established you know, culturally specific organizations is a unique feature here, um, that it's not just top down or school reaching out or teachers cold calling. They have, you know, resources with the, the home language and resources that have already connected to these families before and other ways. Um, so that, that trust is kind of built with who you know and who you keep company with. And I think the school system um, has done that really well in this case. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. This is Rafael Otto bringing you the Early Link Podcast. Children's Institute is working to ensure a strong beginning for Oregon's children. Learn more at childinst.org.